This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, OPM may soon get marching orders from Congress regarding data positions. Contractors, too, could have legislation requiring them to report cyber incidents. And members of Congress want to know what would happen if the most dangerous briefcase in the world ever goes missing. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management broke out cybersecurity from the 2210 job series in 2018, and now data science, data management, software engineering, and software development may be next. The House Oversight and Reform Committee passed a bill earlier this week that would require OPM to establish occupational series for these positions 270 days after the legislation becomes law. The bill from Congressman Jay Olbernolte and Peter Welch now moves to the full House for consideration, there is no Senate companion bill. The energy sector is getting an upgraded cybersecurity tool from the federal government. The Department of Energy released version 2.0 of the Cybersecurity Capability Maturity Model this week. The model was first released in 2012. It's designed to help energy sector businesses understand cyber risks to both their information technology and operational technology. Since April, DOE has been working on a coordinated initiative to improve the cybersecurity of electric utilities industrial control systems. Contractors would be subject to a mandatory cyber reporting system under a new bill in the Senate, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cyber Incident Notification Act of 2021 is the latest attempt to get organizations to notify the government when they've been hacked. It would require federal contractors, agencies, and critical infrastructure operators to report incidents to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency within 24 hours of discovery. Proponents say it's high time for the requirements after a string of cyber attacks in recent months, including the SolarWinds breach and the Colonial Pipeline ransomware shutdown. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is looking into how safe the most important briefcase in the world is. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. At all times, there's someone carrying an inconspicuous satchel near the president. Nicknamed the nuclear football, the briefcase contains the codes the president needs to conduct a nuclear strike. The Defense Department Inspector General is undergoing an evaluation to find out how the Pentagon would respond if that briefcase was stolen, lost, or compromised. DODIG says it will determine if the Pentagon has the proper procedures in place to respond to such an event. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Senate Armed Services Committee has finished its work on the annual defense policy bill. Here's Federal News Network's Jared Serbo with more on that. The full contents of the bill aren't yet known. That's because the Senate committee, unlike its House counterpart, debates the measure behind closed doors. But in a statement Wednesday night, Senator said the bill includes major changes to the military criminal justice system, championed by Senator Kristen Gillibrand. The precise changes still haven't been disclosed, but an earlier version of the bill proposed to remove all felony prosecutions from the military chain of command. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force wins more than $24 million for land conservation projects. The funds will go toward coastal restoration, forest preservation, and land protection. These projects will take place at Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida, White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico, and Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in North Carolina. The Department of Defense awarded the funds as part of its Readiness and Environmental Protection Integration Program, which enables military services and defense agencies to take on environmental projects at their facilities. 
The military combatant commands completed a series of experiments aimed at using artificial intelligence across the globe for joint capabilities. The global information dominance experiments focused on cost-effective data solutions to increase decision-making through faster warnings and indications. The experiments also evaluated the ability to respond to contested logistics planning and used AI for more effective global coordination. The State Department is ready to jump into the RPA pool with both feet. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The State Department has 11 possible uses for robotics process automation to go with its eight projects already in process. State says in a source of sought notice that it wants to apply bots to improve and consolidate its Tier 1 help desk services. That includes everything from automated account services to automated account deletion to the creation of external accounts. State plans to release the final solicitation on or about July 26th and make an award no later than September 30th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Former State Department leadership say it's time to rethink careers in the Foreign Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. The State Department is running into problems retaining a diverse pool of mid-career talent. Former department leaders recommend Congress take a closer look at reforming the agency's up-or-out system of promotions and looking at ways for outside experts to lend their talents to the Foreign Service for a few years at a time. Former Deputy Secretary of State Stephen Began says the department's risking losing out on future generations of talent without workforce reform. Uh, the State Department has to offer a better value proposition for every employee 10 years in or we'll lose them to the private sector or to NGOs or nonprofits. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. President Joe Biden expects to name a career member of the Senior Foreign Service to serve as the State Department's Undersecretary for Management. Biden's pick, John Bass, currently serves as Senior Advisor for the Department's Foreign Service Institute. He previously served as U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan, Turkey, and the Republic of Georgia. Bass also supported U.S. efforts to combat terrorism in Iraq and Syria. Veterans Affairs has sworn in Donald Remy as its new deputy secretary. He began his new job last week. Remy's confirmation shuffles around a few other leaders within VA. Carolyn Clancy was the department's acting deputy secretary. She returns to her previous position in charge of education and affiliate partners at the Veterans Health Administration. Steve Lieberman will lead the Veterans Health Administration on an acting basis. He temporarily replaces Richard Stone, who resigned from the position earlier this month. VA will not deploy its new electronic health record to any more sites this year. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. VA hopes it'll finalize a new deployment schedule for the EHR program by the end of the year. It's still addressing patient safety concerns and other technical bugs with the system at its first site. That still has some members of Congress concerned. Montana Republican Matt Rosendale. I'm not convinced yet. I'm not a believer, folks. We've got major problems up there. We've got billions of dollars have been sent down, and, and you haven't convinced me yet. Sorry. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. And a bill in Congress would require agencies to collect information on gender identity and sexual orientation in their surveys of citizens. Congressman Raul Grijalva introduced the LGBTQ Data Inclusion Act, which would have federal population surveys include questions about gender identity and sexual orientation for all members of households. Participation in these questions are voluntary. Agencies would also have to include this information in any report that relies on demographic data. Senator Tammy Baldwin introduced a similar bill in 2019, but it never gained traction. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, and you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.